Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, indeed. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance and delighted you are along for the ride. Having some fun today with the assembled members of the hashtag crew. I'm just about five minutes away from, I think, what what might be the most controversial take I'm ever going to give on this show. I, I think you're. I mean, people are going to lose their mind at something I'm going to say in just a few minutes. And I'm telling you, I believe it from the deepest place in my soul. So we got that coming up. We got who you got, the traditional uh, Bubba who you got coming up today. We got... Uh, Hembo's face, we got Nuno's headphones, we got a lot of stuff going on. But let me start with this. I opened the television show this morning by saying, this should be the best weekend of the football year. That's in part because divisional weekend tends to be. But there's also further reason to believe this weekend should be. Get a load of this. The average point spread right now for the four games this weekend is three and a half points. That would be the second lowest average point spread during a divisional round in the Super Bowl era. The actual lowest since 1967. Do you know what happened in 1967? I was born. <laughs> so and I, in my lifetime, in my lifetime, this is the closest Vegas sees this weekend's Elite Eight matchups. Go through the lines for me really quickly here in the order in which these games will be played. Do you have them up there? I do. All right. So Cincinnati at Tennessee, that's, what is it, like four points to the Titans? It's Tennessee minus three and a half. Three and a half. So it's right there on the number. Then the Saturday night game, I would imagine that there's a little bigger number for Green Bay. Is that one five? It's it's climbed to six. It's climbed to six. So this stat that I picked off of the, the wire from yesterday might have been updated slightly, but the point remains. So that one is six. Then we get to Sunday. I'm guessing Rams, Bucks is very tight. You know something? Uh, uh, let's finish this thought, then I want to circle back. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the Bucks are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. It's just three now. Three. It's just three. And then Bills, Chiefs, I think we had it on TV. Is, is Kansas City like a two-point favorite? It's two. Kansas City minus two. And, and that's the, the lowest, or the smallest, whatever the word is, the number has been for KC at home since Mahomes mm-hmm. became their quarterback. So the game's all figured to be very close. Hembo, you understand our analytics better than anyone. You work in the department, and it's sort of your whole life. When we flashed through Tampa and L.A. on TV this morning, I saw, did I see this correctly, that our analytics, our football power index, gives the Bucks a 60-something percent chance to win? A 66% chance 66. to win. What does that equate to in points? A five-and-a-half-point favorite. So 66% is only five-and-a-half points. I That's would have right. thought that felt a little bigger. But even so, Vegas is at three, and our analytics are at five-and-a-half. Why? Because what our analytics do, I think better than Vegas, but also in some cases worse because we can't react as quickly is it takes a team's body of work on balance over the course of, in this case, what, 19 weeks and sort of throws all the numbers into a, into a pot and it spits out that the Bucks are a better team and they're at home. Now, they're not 
adequately taking into account is all the minor injuries. By minor injuries, I mean anything not to a quarterback. So when there's a quarterback injury, FPI and our analytics make significant adjustments. But when it comes to the rest of the roster, they, they treat, the, treat those as minor or nothing, whereas Vegas, I think, reads the room a little bit better. That's why. Well, that I, I think the injury feature with the Bucks is a big deal so this do weekend, I. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the offensive line. It's the last thing in the world you need if you're them. Uh, is is those guys up front banged up. And you see Tristan Wirfs in a boot and, and, and all the rest of that. So, okay, that was interesting to me. The other thing that I saw that was interesting, a tweet from Greg Rosenthal that I really liked, was when we talked about how unpredictable this NFL season was, right? Wasn't that kind of fashionable to say, oh, this is the most unpredictable season ever? Well, of the eight teams that are remaining, guess how many of them were in this spot last year out of the eight? I'll tell you, five. Five of the eight are back, and we could be shaping up for the same NFC championship game on one side, and then on the other side, the AFC game we're getting this weekend. How about the three teams that weren't in this spot last year? The Titans, who were in the playoffs and have been in the playoffs three consecutive years. The 49ers, who were demolished by injury last year, but were in the Super Bowl the year before. So there's really only one unpredictable team in this, and that's the Bengals. But congratulations to you, Cincinnati, to all the fans, to Burrow and everybody else. You're the team people didn't see coming. When you say you slept on us, you're right. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Nobody was picking them to win the division before the season. I remember we had a call early in the year saying the Bengals are much better than people as a, a Bengal fan and a caller just called in and said that we're way better than you think I, we're going to win the division this year. And I remember my response. I agree you might be better than most people think. There's no way in the world you win the division. Now, if Baltimore hadn't been as injured as they were, if the Browns hadn't been the Browns, maybe they don't, but they deserved it. They earned it. And here they are. They were the better team against the Raiders last week, despite the erroneous whistle. And I give them a a real shot in Tennessee. I don't expect them to win, but I give them a real shot for sure. So that's the one team that people didn't see coming. Do you agree with that? Yes, I do. But I also, I disagree with you in that they they are not only capable of winning that game in Tennessee, very well capable. I think Joe Burrow and that offense is good enough to win two more games. the, the, The one thing they can't do is block him well. But if they can manage to cobble that together, there is no team in the NFL they can't beat. You saw what they did at Kansas City in Week 17. Yeah. They can do that to anybody Yeah, if they can protect him a little bit. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, fair. I mean, I think that's fair. I, I'm, not, I'm not selling them short. I, I'm trying not to sell Tennessee short, which I feel is a, an easy thing to do because sure. most people do. And I think a lot of that will have to do with whether the running back is back or not. If Henry is back and he really looks like himself, can you imagine that guy with fresh legs in January? I mean, that's not, a, that's not anything I want any part of. So we'll see how it goes. I'm Greeny. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on action. Meanwhile, Greeny's takes. Let me rephrase that. They save over $700 on average, not on action. My apologies. In the meantime, to the action. So I love Andy Reid. No one doesn't love Andy Reid. He's so funny. And he was asked about, well, you know, you've won a Super Bowl. What is their motivation of getting back and winning another one? He gave a very Andy Reid response. Yeah, well, if you like chocolate cake um, and you eat a piece uh, and then you have one dangled in front of your face, you're probably going to want to eat that too. Not much is going to stop you. So, I mean, that's how, that's how you feel about the Super Bowl. I mean, that's, uh, that, that is the chocolate cake with the ultimate frosting. Okay, so I love it. I love him saying that. It is funny, and I love everything about it. 
However, here's my take. Brandon, I want you to look at me as I say these words. Nuno, Bubba, everyone gather closer to your television, your radio, or whoever it is that you're listening to me. Chocolate cake kind of sucks. Super overrated. Of all the beloved desserts, I'm putting chocolate cake at the bottom. And I'm directly disagreeing with Andy Reid's take. Chocolate cake is impossibly delicious for one bite. The first bite of chocolate cake is the best bite of anything you'll ever have. By the fourth bite, I'm done. Practically every other dessert, cake and or pie and or ice cream, better than chocolate cake. That's my take. Now let's go. So Brandon, you're disagreeing, right? You're totally disagreeing. Let me go. He doesn't like the take. Let me go to Bubba. Hashtag Bubba, who many may not know this, but before his legendary career in radio broadcasting, Bubba actually worked as a culinary writer. He wrote up. He wrote a lot. I don't think desserts were really your bailiwick. You dealt. You dealt much more, I think, in, in uh, the German cuisine. If I'm not, is that right? Do I have that right? Yeah, started German, then went to French. And it was yeah. a German and French cuisine. Yeah. So you have a long history in that, but you understand mm. the culinary arts quite sure, well. Yeah. What is your position on my take that chocolate cake is vastly overrated? Uh, I would probably agree with you, just mainly in the sense that I personally would say cake in general is overrated. Mm-hmm. So I'm more of just a cake in general, not really necessary. So I'm kind of with you. I'm, I, no, I, no issues for me. Pie is greater than cake 100 out of 100 times. Every pie. Every pie is better than the best cake. The worst pie is better than the best cake. That's my take. I mean, I'd having, rather have cheesecake right now than a... Uh... Having said that, cheesecake is not really a cake. And pie's not really a cake. Uh, I didn't say pie was a cake. <laughs> but you can't say pie. You can't say cheesecake. No, pie is... is better than a cake. Uh, I'm not saying pie. I'm just telling you in no, general. No, but my I'd point is... Cheesecake I don't like of, cheesecake. Uh... I don't like... I don't particularly care for cheesecake. Nuno. Here's the a better cake than chocolate cake is a vanilla cake or whatever you call it, like an angel's food cake whatever, with a little chocolate frosting. You want that just a little chocolate on there. Yeah, I'll take that, good. but not the chocolate cake. It's too much. Way overrated. Nuno, agree or disagree? You're completely wrong. And I mean, just stop embarrassing yourself. It's kind of like, you know, when you think you can grow a, a, uh, some facial hair without running it by your wife. <laughs> Nuno is very into Hembo's facial He's hair. He's taking He shots. really wants to talk about it today. It's <laughs> yeah. in the rundown for a little bit later. We're going to times. get to it. But I have important business to deal with here, like the overrated nature of chocolate cake. Hembo, agree or disagree on the overrating of chocolate cake? You're absolutely right. Chocolate cake is vastly overrated, yep. and not be- just because of how it tastes, though. It's because of how it impacts your mouth. So you yep. take a few bites... And the aftertaste is god-awful, right. and it remains until you brush your teeth. Mm-hmm. So, like, I can deal – I like having, a, like you, a, a few bites of it, but by the time that third or fourth bite goes down, my entire mouth – it, it feels like a fireplace, and then I can't get rid of it until I brush my teeth at least Okay, once. that was far more than we needed. But, I, but here's the thing that I will say to you. Here's the only way chocolate cake works, to your point, is you need to have coffee with it. You need that counterbalance. But I'm not, and the only reason I can see it, Nuno, let me ask you a question. Are you a coffee with dinner drinker? Do, will you have after dinner yet? I'll have the coffee, I'll have the espresso, yes. even a decaf. See, that's why you like chocolate cake. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Because if I drink a cup of coffee after dinner, at four in the morning, I'll be pacing the floor saying, why did I do that? Caffeine hits me like a ton of bricks. So I do not drink coffee at night. Coffee with the cake, but cake, chocolate cake is not a cake you're having for breakfast. 
You know what I mean? There were certain breakfast cakes, banana bread, that kind of, that family of cake you can have with coffee, and then you could do that early in the day. But you cannot counterbalance unless you're drinking coffee. Would you ever have chocolate cake without the coffee, Nuno? Uh, in my previous life, I would. What 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 life are we talking about? <laughs> when here? I was, are you reincarnated uh, as a radio when, producer? When I was a hundred pounds heavier, definitely. Like oh. that would have been not a problem. Now <laughs> you know I I'm very picky with. Now that he's a healthy it. guy with large headphones, he doesn't do that. <laughs> it would have been a bigger problem then. <laughs> That's exactly right. Okay, we got that. Uh, we have a lot of things to come, including who you got, and coming up, we have found the worst banner in the history of sports. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. This is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance and coming to you as always live above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. We have a bad banner. We have who you got and a whole lot more coming up. But first, I got a text from one of my best friends here. So my buddy Mitch Truett was listening to the conversation. And first, he pointed out that our talking about chocolate cake suggests that maybe this is a slow news day. Nothing of the kind could be further from the truth. And this is the important stuff. And he writes the following. I just told you, basically, for those of you just joining us here, that chocolate cake is the most overrated of cakes and the most overrated of desserts. Not a fan of chocolate cake. He then writes, chocolate molten cake is very good. You are shorting the category. Dry chocolate cake, no good. But the molten cake, let me say this. That is typically known in my lifetime as a lava cake. Even worse, hate the lava cake. The lava cake is good for like one bite. Once again, it's hot. It's steaming a little vanilla ice cream on there. Then it gets stuck to your fork. 
you got like this lava that gets stuck to the fork and it just kind of stays on there and you're trying to get it off by putting it in your mouth and sucking the chocolate off of it. You can't do it. It's impossible to do. It then infects everything else you want to try and eat. You get, and then gets cold. And so it becomes like chocolate glop sitting there on it. So I thoroughly disagree with you, Mitch. And anyone else at home who may have been yelling, the molten cake is good, I would go chocolate cake, like, if you're picking a dessert, I would go chocolate cake probably 30 on the list, chocolate molten cake, 31. (laughs) It's going below. That's all there is to it. So, what do you think of that take there, Nuno? Listen, we're all allowed to be wrong. Okay, fair enough. That's Nuno. He's got he's got two masks and the largest headphones you've ever seen in your entire <laughs> life on his face right now. I can't even t- Is that actually Nuno? A nod once for yes and twice for no. Okay, fair enough. And yesterday, Twitter was kind of excited about this banner. So you had the Florida State-Duke game. We had that game last night. Florida State beats Duke. The fans rush onto the court, uh, all that kind of stuff. Great. Good for them. I like them. I like Leonard Hamilton. I got to know him a little down at Dickie V's place a couple of years ago. Good for them. They get a big win. But they had a banner that, Hembo, you were telling me this morning, people seem to be paying a great deal of attention to. What were the details of said banner? The Florida State men's basketball team hung a banner that says, number four, Final ranking 2020. So they are celebrating the fact that they finished fourth in the Associated Press poll in in the season ending in 2020. What is also featured on that banner are the words NCAA canceled. (laughs) That was the season canceled because of the pandemic. They are celebrating their final ranking in a season that they did not finish because nobody finished it. Here's the only thing I would say. I would be willing to maybe feel better about this if one of two things or both of two things had happened. One, they had not actually put on the banner <laughs> NCAA canceled. Like that's a terrible reminder for all yeah, time I agree. of the worst thing that has happened to sports in recent memory. The second is I'd feel if they were number one, I might feel a little different, but no one really celebrates being number four. Do they like... It's not making the final no, it, four. I get if you make the final four, you can hang a banner. We were one of the last four, but that's not what happened. They were just ranked fourth. This is an aggregation. What of- would their cutoff have been? Like if they had finished seventh, would they have put a banner up for that? If they was was there like was four and a half the over under on that? Bubba, now many of you may not know this, but Bubba. Actually, before he came and worked in radio production, actually worked uh, in, in, in the athletic department of multiple big programs, starting on the D3 level, the NESCAC, some of those schools there, I think Amherst and Williams, and then, and then ultimately uh, in the SEC and others. What are your thoughts on them hanging a banner at Florida State that says, we were number four when they called off the NCAA <laughs> and actually putting the calling off of the NCAA on the banner? Well, from the outside, it's absolutely ridiculous. No question about it. Um, yeah, why would you celebrate that? It makes no sense. I think from the inside, you just got to look at it um, from the player's perspective or just the team's perspective. They want to just take anything to celebrate. So you're looking at, hey, we accomplished something. We finished number four. It may be probably the highest they've ever finished, I'm guessing. They probably have never finished technically ranked number four in the final AP ranking. So they're saying, hey, that was the best season we ever had in FSU history. We're going to celebrate it. Great job, players. Best season we ever had. We're going to put it up there. We're going to celebrate it. Who cares what everyone else says? We're going to celebrate it. Okay, I get that. And I do agree with the idea of celebrating it somehow. 
But hanging a banner in the arena to remain for all time does strike me as an odd way to do it because <laughs> what you're suggesting is that from, from this day forward, anyone who sets foot in this arena will look up there and see we were number four, and then they'll say, well, that's funny. Why would they have hung a banner for being number four? Oh, well, now we require an explanation because a global pandemic shut down sports. That strikes me as a very curious way of going about this. Bubba got me to the middle. I, this, is, this is their highest ranking in school history, and that is of note. That's definitely a nice accomplishment for them. But the, the, to put NCAA canceled is ridiculous. I mean, what, they should also then add worldwide pathogen, well, like a bunch of other things. I think that they had to explain. <laughs> See, they felt this is once no. you start having to explain something, <laughs> it's a good reason not to do it. They, they have to explain on the banner why it exists in the first place. Because clearly, <laughs> if they had played out that season and finished fourth, they wouldn't have a banner that said we were fourth. So that's my point. You're talking yourself into something that you don't really want. It does say it's NCAA nice. it's, canceled. It's sandwiched between two sweet 16 banners, which are actually things that happened. Yeah. That, that's just an aggregation of voters. I kind of get it. Here's the only thing I'll say. There's a way to celebrate a team's accomplishments besides hanging a banner. Like, we're very quick to go to the banner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like saying there are a lot of yeah. ways to honor a player without retiring his number or putting up a statue. I remember the whole statue-worthy conversation that we had on Mike and Mike years ago. Like, like not every team needs a banner. Like, you can celebrate it, like, at the athletic facility. You can have a picture of that team up if you want to. There's a lot of ways you could go about this if you wanted to. I mean, to. I'm just assuming from their perspective. I don't even remember what was how good their team was, what was happening in 2020 with their team. I'm assuming from their perspective they felt they were pretty good heading into the tournament and maybe had a good chance to have it make a deep run. So they were really one of the few teams that were really disappointed that it was actually canceled of all times. You know, when was FSU actually going to be care that the tournament was canceled? This one year they were canceled. So that's why they're like, really, no, look, we were, no, we were number four that year. We were actually pretty good. So, no, remember this because that's, that's my thought why they're probably doing it. Remember the, remember the Knowles. Yeah, by the way, 2020, you, we were number four. How do you spell the word, the word canceled, by the way? One Does L. It have one or two L's? It, on one their, L. Yeah, Bubba, you're right. On the banner, it only has one L. Are we good with that? Is that the correct spelling? I mean, it's spelled both ways. I've always spelled it with two. Me- meaning both are correct? Yes. Oh, I-, I didn't. When I saw it, I just assumed that had to be correct because I, I would have always thought it was spelled with two L's. Me too. So I-, I think it's like the uh, like old original way, like the traditional English way is one L. <laughs> But it's kind of been adopted into two wells. This banner stinks. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of issues with the banner. Uh, okay, uh, still to come, we got who you got coming up. We got Hembo's facial hair, and we have and something that is right now available for public consumption way worse than that banner. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Breaking news. Hembo, what is the top story on MLB.com today? It reads, which baseball movie has the greatest Hollywood ending? We every now and again like to just go back to the website again, MLB.com, for reasons known only to them. And once again, there is no legal reason why they cannot feature their active players in any way, shape, or form on their website, but they have chosen not to during this prolonged work stoppage. And so again, you just go to the lead page. If you just go to MLB.com and hit enter, what will pop up is which baseball movie has the greatest Hollywood ending? (laughs) It's actually kind of an interesting question. Bubba, what's the answer? Well, what was the choices? Again, it has been in the Google Doc all day long. You yeah. have had ample opportunity to see this and prepare an answer. Right. It gives you multiple choices. They have up there the natural, for the love of the game, and field of dreams. Right. Well, I'm going to add this little wrinkle to this whole discussion. I've actually never seen any of them. You've never seen Field of Dreams? Really? Correct. You've never seen The Natural? Correct. Did you ever see Bull Durham? Nope. Did you ever see Pride of the Yankees? Nope. You've never seen a baseball movie? Basically. I've seen some movies. How about Major League? Yes. I like the ending of that movie. <laughs> when Tom Berenger lays down that bunt. <laughs> I've seen... That's the a, end. I mean, I, there's just some, some weird... I've seen some, but there's some classics I've just missed for whatever reason. Are you not a sports movie guy? Have you seen like the famous, have you seen Remember the Titans and Hoosiers and Miracle? Uh, I've I've not seen Hoosiers. Uh, You've never seen Hoosiers? I've seen Remember, I was one of the theaters Remember the Titans, seen that. So that's what I'm saying. We we learned during the pandemic, Bubba doesn't watch movies. Like it just, he hasn't watched pretty much anything. That's not true. There's, I mean, there's some that I've seen. What's your favorite movie ever made? Jeez, what are we doing? Yeah, Answer tough, the question. Tough call. All right, calm down back there. I, I mean, I really like The Fighter, speaking, which is a, a sports movie. Which one was that? Was that was that the uh, uh, it's Christian Bale and uh, Mark Wahlberg? Okay. Um, All right. I that was a great movie. That's your favorite movie ever made? Uh, I like American History X. I think that's a great movie. American History X. Yes, that is a very good movie. Uh, that's uh, what's that actor Edward um, Edward Norton? Norton is very good. Yes, I saw that movie. That's a, that's a good movie. Nowhere near my favorite movie ever made, but it's a very dark film. Uh, Nuno, what's, which baseball movie has the greatest Hollywood ending? Uh, Bad News Bears. Oh, the original the Bad original, News yes. Bears. Yes, that is great. When they call Kelly Leak out at the plate, and then, the, and, and then they say, hey, wait till next year, and the, the, the music from Carmen starts to play, and they're all Spoiler drinking alert. beer. Spoiler alert, I haven't seen that either. Spoiler alert. The movie is 50 years old at this point. So uh, I think that we're safe on that front. I love that movie. That's a great movie. What's your answer, Hembo? The Pride of the Yankees. When, Lou Gar- when, when Gary Cooper slowly exits the field, yeah. and his wife Eleanor is crying in the tunnel as the music begins playing, he enters the shadows. It's very it's a very old movie, but it is a great movie, and it's, it's the Lou Gehrig story, and it ends with the speech, the, the July 4th, 1939, where he says, today I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. A little bit of quick trivia. So obviously you know Gary Cooper plays Lou Gehrig in yes. that movie. Do you know who finished runner-up for that role by chance? I'm just going to guess, based upon the timing and the fact that you're asking me this question, is that it was Ronald Reagan. That is correct. Yeah, well, well I'm, done. I'm very, I, I know a lot wow, about Wow, you are so old. I know a lot <laughs> What, what year was that movie made? Like in the 40s, right? Yes. Like, right I, around, I definitely yeah, right was around not 40. around for that. You know what, what legendary sports role Ronald Reagan did play? 
Grover Cleveland Alexander? No, I, well, maybe, but he played George Gipp. He was the Gipper in the movie uh, about Newt Rockney. Oh. Win one for the Gipper. Ronald I did Reagan not know was that. the Gipper. That is correct. Wow. Okay, try the $45 Similar Unlimited plan. Excuse me, let me say that again. Try the $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless with nationwide 5G on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Meanwhile, I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. Before I get to who you got, uh, at this point yesterday in the program, I just wanted you to know that Hembo looked ridiculous. His facial hair was horrendous. He decided during his COVID leave not to shave, which was 100% fine. Then, like all of us dopey men do, when he, when, he tried, when he decided to shave, he first shaved it down to a goatee to see what it looked like. I've done that, too. Uh, what you should have done was taken one look at yourself and realized, well, I need to now do the rest. Instead, you decided it looked good. And I told you yesterday, your wife is going to hate this and is going to tell you you must shave it. You subsequently told us that she had cut you off, literally cut you off. You used the word kissing. She said she wasn't going to kiss you while you had this. That struck me as just the beginning of your problems. Indeed. But having said that, I noticed today you come in here smooth as a baby's butt. Yeah. I, I got home yesterday around one o'clock. My wife, who had listened to the show yesterday, we, we sat down as if we were like doing our financials, like we were about to, but like financial plan. Like we, it was a serious conversation. And what she laid out for me, Greenie, I guess I would, I would describe it as a binary proposition. <laughs> On one hand, I could keep the goatee, which is what I wanted. The second option she provided me was I could have a family with her. <laughs> And so by 1.30, I, <laughs> I had shaven my face. By 1.30, you were up there. Yeah. Okay, fair. Look, that's the way these things go. Yeah. I mean, these are decisions that now are taken out of your hands. I told you yesterday, baseball and marriage have one thing in common, and that is the unwritten rules are even more intense than the written rules. Baseball's written rule book is extremely long, but we all know the unwritten rules are even longer. You told me this was not a hill to die on, but right. I, I got to be honest, like, I'm running out of hills. We've gone, we've, we've gone through this many times. Well, you're and starting not, to get it now. Now so, you're starting to get so, it. So it's just a, what we're doing is just sort of hydroplaning like in a straight no. line, and there's no hills. What, what happens is when you give up on hills, you die. That's pretty much it. Yeah. You keep, not, you keep choosing hills not to die on, and, and then eventually what you a just charming die. life. <laughs> You'll be doing this for the next 50 years. Trust me. Okay. So that's the latest on Hembo's hair. In the meantime, life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. All right, I'll tell you who you got. Let's have our fun with Bubba here. It's time for the traditional who you got, Bubba. As, as I think I've mentioned before, long before he got involved in radio, Bubba was actually had this fascinating job where he administered lie detector tests for the CIA, which is fascinating work. And every now and again, if you, if you get him telling stories about it, it's just the best. But he knows better than anyone how to administer hard-hitting questions. So he will do those to me right now some about sports and some not bubba take right. it away no time for those stories right now because who you got brought to you by granger and we'll start with divisional weekend who you got as the road team most likely to get the win i'm going buffalo i actually think two of them are going to win i think buffalo is going to win and i think the rams are going to win um the rams are because of injury if brady's offensive line was healthy i would take tampa but with uh, they're they're hurt in all the places you can't be afford to get hurt against this Rams defense. Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, that whole group. Uh, I think that's a bad scenario. I think the Rams are going to go in there and beat them. And I like Buffalo better than Kansas City. I think they're better. I think they're a better team. They have a much better defense. 
The Bills, we gave you these numbers. The Bills have, what was it, like the best pass defense in a decade? The, 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 they allow the fewest yards per pass attempt since the 2009 Jets. Yeah. And, and, and those were great defenses. Mm-hmm. Joke all you want, but that was Rex and, and Revis and all of that. So the Bills are that good. So I think they win that game. Um, so I like Buffalo. I like both Buffalo and the Rams. If you're making me pick one, I'll take Buffalo because Tom Brady's on the other team. So I will say Buffalo is the likeliest road team to win this weekend. Bubba, next. All right. If you had to pick one team playing this weekend that you guarantee makes the Super Bowl, who you got? That's so hard. I think I want to say Buffalo. I mean, I, 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 why are you looking at me like that? Because, is the answer Green Bay? I mean, I would choose Green Bay, but for, for Buffalo is playing on the road as an underdog this weekend. That just seems that just strikes me as a curious answer. But I think whoever wins the Buffalo Kansas City game is going to go to the Super Bowl. And I just said I think Buffalo is going to win that game. Now, Green Bay, if they win, is going to host either Tampa or the Rams. Again, I think Green Bay's advantage this weekend based on schedule and everything else is insurmountable so I do think they win this week I don't know I, I just don't think I would if you're telling me I gotta bet you know my house on one of these things well would I bet my house on Buffalo okay you changed my mind I'll go Green Bay I'll go Green Bay because they'll be at home they have Rodgers I, I can't bet on Stafford there and Brady's team is not going to get suddenly perfectly healthy <laughs> All right, you've talked me out of my original answer. Yeah, Matthew Stafford is not a win-at-Lambeau kind of quarterback. No, I, I will go. You know, they could have won last Well, he wasn't their quarterback last year. Let's forget about that. I'm going to go. My answer to your question, Bubba, is Green Bay. It's who you got with the Bubster. Next. All right, Mike Tomlin says, quote, all options are on the table for next year's quarterback in Pittsburgh. Who you got as the Steelers quarterback well, in 2022? I think they could consider doing both, which is to say, do they draft a quarterback I think they could. Do they try and get themselves a starter in free agency? I think they could. I, I don't think it would. I don't think it would be foolish to do both of those things. The name that I think is intriguing there is Jameis Winston. When Jameis Winston came out in the draft, the comparison was to Ben, the, the stature, all that kind of stuff. The physical stature, I mean, all of that stuff. He kind of reminds you a little bit of Roethlisberger. Obviously, he hasn't had anywhere near the success early in his career that Ben did, but. I, I think Winston is an intriguing proposition because I think New Orleans is going to get Russell Wilson. And now I'm, I'm, I'm going like three, four steps down the road. I think New Orleans is going to get Russell Wilson, which will mean they have no use for Jameis. Jameis, then I think, and Pittsburgh is an interesting one. If I were Aaron Rodgers and I'm leaving Green Bay, I'd consider Pittsburgh, but I don't get any sense that he will. So... I'll throw Jameis Winston's name in there and then one of the first-round picks. I, I, one of the kids in the draft that you like, whichever one you choose. You know how old Jameis Winston is? Uh, 27? He's 28 years old. 28, yeah. He's, he's more than young enough to still have a full and wow. excellent NFL mm-hmm. career. And he was playing okay when he got hurt this year. So I would give, him a, I would give that a, a puncher's chance of happening. But if I did that, I would also draft a quarterback high. Uh, Greeny and Bubba with who you got. What's next? All right, Tom Brady, Jimmy G, Aaron Rodgers. Which quarterbacks will be on the same teams next year? Who you got? As each other? What? Which no. quarterbacks will be on the same team as each other no, next individually, year? Individually, will Tom Brady still be on the same team? Oh, will oh, Jimmy oh. Jimmy G will still be on the same team. Will Aaron Rodgers still be on? I think the, the likeliest team? one to still be on the same team is Brady. Like I, I think Brady either is on the Bucks or he retires. 
We did bring up the possibility of Brady retiring this morning on Get Up. I would still put it at way less than 50-50. So I, if I were betting, I would definitely bet that Brady will be back. I, I would also bet that Jimmy G will not. I mean, he talks openly about how he knows this is his swan song. I, I think that maybe if he wins the Super Bowl, that they have to reconsider that. I mean, very hard to get rid of him. I remember um, Baltimore won the Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer, and then got rid of him immediately um, in favor of who was the kid they had? Kyle Bowler? Was that was that Bowler? Uh, I think it was. But either way, that was a very different situation. Yeah. They, they won a Super Bowl with one of the greatest defenses of all time. So <clears throat> I think um, I think Jimmy G will not be back in San Francisco. I think Brady will be back. Rodgers, of course, is the great wild card. Everyone keeps saying he's leaving. So I, I have to go with that. I, I don't have any personal knowledge of it so it would be ridiculous for me to say i think he's going to stay now i think he he's in the best situation he could be in he's got a great i think the relationship the rapport with the coach and the way it's working is unprecedentedly good so i think he should stay but i don't think he cares what i think so if i have to answer your question i'll say brady will be back garoppolo and rogers will not Bubba, with who you got? What's next? All right, let's get down to business here because tomorrow is National Cheese Lovers Day. Mm. So who you got is your favorite cheese. I don't care for cheese. Wow. I've said this many times. I'm not a cheese guy. I don't like it. I, I, I like cheese in very limited situations, which is to say any cheese with an odor, out. Out. There's nothing worse than that odor. The cooked cheese with an odor is vomititious there's nothing i hate more than that you walk into a restaurant you walk if someone is sitting next to me at a restaurant and they order something like that i have to move i will not be able to enjoy my food so most cheeses are better served cold than hot the only hot cheese i can handle at all is mozzarella so i'll eat you know pizza and that kind of on a thing. burger you put cheese on a burger never you eat burgers with just the just the meat correct just the meat do n- well no i put other things on it but cheese is not one of them Ketchup and pickles and Have things like that. Have you ever tried having a cheeseburger? Yes, I don't care for it. I don't like You like it less cheese. without the cheese? Much. You're a psycho. No, not even, cl- no comparison. Bubba, help me out here. Way better without I mean, the I'm cheese. I'm certainly going cheeseburger. No, don't sure. like it. Don't like the cheese. Don't like Certainly going cheese. Not, don't, like, American cheese isn't even cheese. I'm not even sure it's food. I'm not sure what the hell that is. It's individually wrapped in those plastic. It's ridiculous. You're better off eating the plastic. <laughs> I am not a fan of most cheese and almost none of them cooked. So my favorite cheese, I guess I will say, is mozzarella, which I do like on pizza. So I will go with that as the answer to your question. All right. Well, I guess you won't be celebrating tomorrow. But it's also National Disc Jockey Day. So yeah. who you got as your favorite DJ growing up? What yeah. you got? Uh, growing up, we all listened to Casey Kasem. So the big thing was Casey Kasem would do the Top 40 Countdown on Sunday mornings on the radio. He would count down the top 40 songs. And this was, of course, at a time in the world when that was the only way you could find out what were the top 40 songs in the country. You couldn't go online and look it up because online didn't exist for another 30 years. Why are you making that face? What is a disc jockey? What? A DJ, like someone who plays music on the radio? That's what it stands for? Yes. You didn't (laughs) know that that's what DJ stood for? No. Okay, okay. So, so uh, that's just idiotic. Uh, Bubba, do you have a read you have to do uh, at the end yeah, of this? Go I, ahead. I mean, I'm embarrassed for Granger. Me too. But, geez, who you got brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is always there to help. Call clickranger.com or just stop by. You know what Disc Jockey's primary job was? To hit the post. Huh. Do you know who does that better than maybe anybody in history? You're looking right at them. Uh, that, that, if there's one thing I could do, I can hit the post.
We'll see you tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.